Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Today, we'll have Julie Sellers. We'll be talking about her new book. Stick around. You don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. I am so happy to welcome Julie Sellers here all the way from Kansas. And uh, she's not clicking her heels and going into the sky. She's right here with us. So welcome, Julie. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a Kansas native. I was born and raised in the Flint Hills region of Kansas. I grew up on a farm that had been in the family for several generations. And I always tell people that that experience is what led me to my current career, even though it doesn't seem like it. I am a full-time Spanish professor at Benedictine College. And because I did live on a farm, I read a lot. And all of that reading fueled my imagination and made me want to travel. And I thought a really good way to do that would be to study languages. So I've studied languages. They've taken me around the world. I've worked in several different locations um, in this country, too and have been back in Kansas for eight years now. So I'm excited about that. And of course, I write poetry and prose on the side. Wonderful. A very busy person and a lot to write about from what your experiences then. Definitely. Now I understand, I'm going to bring my screen up here, that you are a prize winner in Kansas. Let me pull that up here. It is the Kansas Authors Club. Uh, writer of the year for poetry and prose. Well, you were the prose winner. Yes. 2020? Yes, I was. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Quite the honor. Wow. It really is. I was very honored with that. Yeah. And so now you've written a book and it's based on Anna Green Gables. Is that right? Yes. The title is Kindred Verse. Poems Inspired by Anne of Green Gables, and it was published by Blue Cedar Press, also here in Kansas. Okay. Well, you're just keeping it all right there in Kansas. That's great. And here's the cover of the book. I'm showing the audience. It's beautiful, beautiful cover picture. Can you tell us about that? Uh, somebody put a lot of tender loving care into this cover. Yes, they did. That was my coworker here at Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. So I took all of the pictures in the book, and this is actually the room that is designated as Anne's room at Green Gables in Cavendish and Prince Edward Island, Canada. And I've been twice. This picture I took three years ago. I was at a conference, and it looks, it does look really great, but part of the reason it looks really great is because my coworker, Professor Jay Wallace, put a lot of time into it. You can see that there's light coming in the window there. You actually yes. couldn't see the lamp in the window, and anyone who has read Anne of Green Gables and loves Anne of Green Gables might remember that Anne and her bosom friend, Diana, send each other messages by flashing the light at the window, and so he yes. was able to work with that and get that light to show. So that is one small aspect of that cover. He put a lot of really great ideas into helping me design this book. So it's beautiful, also visually. Yes. Well, I happen to be a big fan of Anne. So I was really excited to hear that you were um, going to be on the podcast. And I would love if you could maybe share with us one of your poems. 
Certainly. I'm going to share one that I think will speak to a lot of people. And I have friends around the, the globe who've read this and also people I don't know super well who've told me they read this and it made them cry. So mm -hmm. I think that's a good place to start. The title is Kindred Spirits. You are there, though I have never met you. Heart beating in time with mine. We meet along the red dirt roads in lover's lane, among the blossoms of violet veil, and share a prickly thrill in the shadows of the haunted wood. We dream of a bosom friend, puffed sleeves, winning the Avery, a Matthew's faith in us, and a Gilbert's devotion. Anne dreamed us all into being this community of like-minded souls. And you are there, waiting to be discovered, around the bend in the road, across the miles and years, with the turning of the page. Yeah, <laughs> I can see why that would bring people to tears. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Oh, how long did it take you to write this? It was kind of an on again, off again project. I remember it started. I remember when it started. Two years ago, I had decided during the summer, because of course, as a college professor, we always really think about what we're going to do in the summer. I had decided I was going to write a poem a day, kind of starting late June, continuing all the way through July and up until the start of classes in August. And I used to subscribe to something that Submittable, which is an online submission platform, would send out called the Sub Mishmash. And I saw a call, it was a kind of a contest, I think, for poetry about far sickness. And far sickness is that longing for a distant, distant place. And sometimes it's a place you've never been. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what could I write about? And of course, the first place that came to mind was Green Gables. And I wrote that poem. It didn't win. It wasn't accepted. It went in my, my Dropbox on my computer. But then with this process of trying to write a poem a day, that sort of planted seed. And I kept writing things and I came up with more things. And pretty soon I realized I was getting a pretty substantial stack. And I have to admit, I would love to say that I dashed it off and the first place I sent it said, this is brilliant and published it, but they didn't. And so I kind of kept adding to it and I sat on it for a while. And last October, actually at that same convention, the Kansas Authors Club convention, where they announced I was the prose writer of the year, we did a read around on the Friday night to kind of kick off that convention. And uh, the owners of Blue Cedar Press were there and they really liked one of the poems that I'd read. And it was from that collection. And so they contacted me afterwards and said, Do you, are you working on something? And I threw out the idea and they said, yeah, send it to us, send us a proposal. We'll take it to the board and we'll see. And the board unanimously agreed to publish it. So that was wow. in early January. I got that news. I was really excited. And we started working. We started working with my colleague, Professor Jay Wallace, to work on the design. And we launched it on June 15th. That's pretty amazing. That really is. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of lot of work and a lot of time you put into it. Um, and wow, and the name of the press even sounds like it's a fitting press name for the book. It just yes. has that certain nostalgic sound to it. And they are fantastic. They pay great attention to detail and, and the works that they publish really, because they, they aren't 
huge and publishing thousands. They, you can really tell they've put the thought into it. They've put the time into it. And it's definitely an honor to be one of Blue Cedar's authors now. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations for that. That's Thank no you. small no small matter for sure to be published by press. That's That's pretty amazing. That's wonderful. So do you have another poem for us? Oh, I have so many. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide. I'm going to read a prose poem. Okay. Just for a little variety. This one is called On Cavendish Beach. All right. The song of the sea is salty in its mournful ebb and slow. The haunting call of gulls on the wind lulls me as I wander barefoot below. And on the dunes, the dry grass rings like chimes upon the breeze. The air is laced with sweet perfume from a nearby wild rose. White waters crash upon the crags and trip along the coast. And I ramble through the somnolent scene, searching, seeking, scouring the shore for a glimpse of the immortal Anne. The waves embrace the paths we write across the years and sands. Lovely. It could kind of ex imagine experiencing that. So I gotta ask, are you a fan of the Netflix series N with an E? It's funny that you asked me that because a friend of mine emailed me and said, I want an expert opinion. And it's like, well, everybody has their opinion about their favorite shows. I did watch it, and then I had my husband watch it, and we, we both agreed we enjoyed it. I know that gets very visceral reactions. Some people say, actually, when most people complain about it, what I've seen online, they're complaining about Anne with an E on Netflix compared to the 1980s Kevin Sullivan production, oh. the one I grew up with, and they are very different. I enjoyed it. If you can take it as this is a Netflix series, this mm -hmm. is what it is. I enjoyed it. I think it may bring some new readers to Anne because once they see that, they may go back and then read the whole series. And once you've done that, you have really immersed yourself in a world created by an author who knows how to write, who knows how to use language, who knows how to use metaphor right. and imagery. And I think that's that's super important. Even if they don't, if they enjoy it, that's fine. My favorite's always going to be if I watch something, it's going to be the 1980s Kevin Sullivan because that's what I saw when I was. 14 or 15 years old, right after I'd read the book for the first time. And so it has that nostalgic pull. It's the, sh the show that I shared with my bosom friend. Um, and I think that's probably why, why I will always like it. But I enjoyed Anne with an E. I also have enjoyed, there are some, um, and they were done by students. They're kind of in the spirit of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries on YouTube, Green Gables Fables, The Green Gables Project. I enjoyed those. And there are a lot of different books. I'm reading a book right now called Anna of California, which is kind of a modern day take. I think it's really interesting to see the creativity that people take these ideas and these themes that have been around for over a hundred years, thanks to Ellen Montgomery, and see what they do with it. Everybody yeah. as a reader, as a viewer, has a subjective reaction. And I think it's fun to see what we find that we identify with. Well, and, and you were inspired by, you know, if your love of Anna Green Gables and, you know, look where you're at now with this. So this is wonderful. You know, I'm a, I'll admit that I've watched every one of the shows, binge watched a lot of them. I was disappointed when they got to the end of it. I'm like, I want more. <laughs> no, I was so sad that they cut it and didn't finish it because I felt like we were left with a cliffhanger almost. 
Yes, 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 indeed. Well, how about another one of your beautiful poems? I would be glad to. This one is entitled Dream Room. And if I get the right, there we go. Dream Room. And I have a quote from Anne of the Island. This was the idea I had in mind. And the quote is this. She wondered if old dreams could haunt rooms, if something of her, intangible and invisible, yet nonetheless real, did not remain behind like a voiceful memory. And this is my poem, Dream Room. She is there around some past corner, that wide-eyed dreamer who inhabited this room. Her purply visions populate the slant of light dancing through the half-closed blind. Her golden aspirations chime in the window's memory of countless summer breezes. Her rosy ambitions linger in the ghostly perfume of the souls of wildflower bouquets. She is yet there, though every concrete inch is desecrated by another. Her spirit still sits at a now absent desk, weaving verses out of airy voices, writing herself indelibly onto the unchanging pages of her eternal space. Wow, that's like Anna's the muse. Mm -hmm. oh, beautiful, beautiful. We're just getting ready to do a muse series on um, fine lines and it made me think of that. I'm like, wow, I need that poem to, to read for that series. Definitely. <laughs> And I understand that you are doing some different readings. And where would one reach you if they were interested in you doing a reading for them? Oh, I would love to. And of course, we've all become experts in technology. So even if it's around the world, we can definitely make that happen. Um, I have a Facebook authors page. It's Julie A. Sellers Author. I could be reached there. And I also have a web page, julieasellers.com. And okay. Anyone is wondering, the A is for Anne, but sadly, without an E. Oh, well, I will include that information in the show notes as well, so people know how to reach you. Wonderful. Julie, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share? Hmm. I think I would just encourage everyone, when asked why, what my hopes for this book are, I have said, I hope that it encourages everyone to either go back and read Anne if they haven't, or to investigate, to study, to find Anne and get to meet her for the first time. If you've seen the shows, great. Read the book too, just to really wrap yourself in the richness of Montgomery's language. Absolutely, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Julie. It's been a pleasure to have you on here today. Thank you. Have a, you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Come back again soon. Would you like to be on our podcast? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and we'll get back to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day.